Welcome to Christian Talk with Eric Thompson, a thoughtful podcast helping Christians navigate life, a podcast for Christ, covering faith, family, political issues, using God's Word, the Bible. The victory is ours. Let our light shine before others so they may glorify our Father in Heaven. Welcome to Christian Talk with Eric Thompson. Welcome to another Christian Talk. This is Eric Thompson out in California on September 21st, 2021. Thank you again for joining me. Hopefully you had a blessed day in the Lord. Yesterday we kicked off the podcast, a little longer one, about an hour. Normally we're going to be around 30 to 40 minutes. But yesterday I wanted to go over what I believe after 30 years with the Lord as being someone that did some church plants, have seen the, the warts and, the, and some things that take place in ministries that you really wouldn't be proud about if you were a Christian. And then you see the, what God can do through sold-out people and ministries that actually have a heart toward his glorification. Tonight, we're going to start the relationships. We're going to go from God is love and God's love for us because in our Christian walk, it's about giving God glory. It's about you reciprocating the love. It says in Romans 5, 8, that God demonstrated his love in this, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. No greater love does somebody have for someone else than if they lay their life down. So we're going to go over that God is love, and then God wants a reciprocal love from us. He doesn't need it, but he, it, is, it is part of the Holy Spirit's worshiping back to God. Then we're going to get into the marriage relationship. If you're single, then just kind of go with me on this, but you're going to see the consistencies and that God loved us first, so Christ died. And then if we have the mind of Christ, we can then enter into the marriage relationship because Christ humbled himself. Husbands have to humble themselves. They have to die so that their marriage may live. And then the wife is asked to love the unlovable, which is a husband. <laughs> because husbands are men and we're flawed. But we but women love as they are loved, and that's part of that's 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 the relationship that God, the way he made it. Men, you lead, and the way you lead is like how God led, is leading us through his word unto salvation, through a sacrifice of his son. Men must die for their marriage so their marriage can live. And then the wife can worship Christ through a husband that is dead, submitted to Christ, 
And then we'll finish up with the children. Disciplining children and the admonition for children based off of love. God is love. It says in 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7, that love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It always, it's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. God is, God's love is perfect and is a model for how to love. There's a verse in there that's important. It does not, it, and it keeps no record of being wronged. Jesus said that if you don't forgive people, then you won't be forgiven. He didn't say, if you don't forgive people unless they do these things to you. He said, if you, if you have my heart and my Holy Spirit in you and you know how much I love you, that my son died for you, then you must forgive so you can experience forgiveness. 1 John 4.18, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his or God's perfect love. We spoke about this yesterday in Romans 8. You don't fear God in a sense of abandonment. We have a reverence for God, a healthy fear. But if you are feeling fearful as in a loss of relationship, but you're pressing in, then it's not from God. It is from the enemy. God calls us to repentance. He, He calls us to to come to him in faith, not to run from him in fear. We spoke about yesterday, Romans 8, 35, 37 through 39. You can go listen to yesterday's podcast, but nothing can separate you from God's love. If nothing can separate you, then if you feel separated, it's not true. God's love is too great to fully understand. There's a saying, if you can understand God completely, then your God is too small. Right now, we know God partially. In the resurrection, we'll know fully. So don't get too carried away with, I don't understand everything that's happening in my life. I don't understand why my kids are doing this. I, I, don't, I don't understand because I feel like I'm doing everything right. But Christianity, being an adopted son or daughter of the living God, 
doesn't mean like we yesterday. Remember, Jesus said, "I, I, Father, I pray that you don't take my children, my spiritual children, my sons and daughters out of the world, but that you would keep them from the evil one while they're in the world." Because Ephesians three eighteen through nineteen says, "And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide." how long, how high, and how deep God's love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too wide to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all fullness of life and power that comes from God. Ephesians three eighteen through 19. And there is a lot more. You just do a search on love. But that, that should give you, give you a good basis for in our relationships as humans in the family unit, or if you're single, understand that you are set apart, that God is working through you, and if you pursue God as he loves you and you walk in faith, then if it's in your heart and it's in his will, then you will have a, a, a spouse come across your life. Just stay in prayer, but focus on God making much of him, making much of the cross. In the beginning, when God made the heavens and the earth, he eventually after the animals and the birds and the fish and everything and, and everything's is being created, he makes Adam, he makes man out of the dirt. And then he says, okay, Adam, you're going to name the animals. Boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. And after when he gets done, he goes, you know, man, I don't, this is kind of a bummer. I don't have the girl, the female of me. So Genesis 2.24, after Eve was made and they became one, it says, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother, hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So what happens at that point? If you're one, then how could you ever become one? not one. That sounds like, well, I know, but people do it all the time. Well, this is where we're going to get into the mind of Christ. Okay. This is how, this is how when you become one, because God loved you first, God saved you. You're not unequally yoked. You're marrying someone who's also a, a true Christ follower and you understand the love of God then we're supposed to have, you, you, you need to have the mind of Christ. So Philippians 2 says this. This is talking about Christians. Therefore, if you, have an, if you have any encouragement for being united in Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded having the same love, being one in spirit and of mind. This is Paul talking to the Philippians. 
do nothing out of out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourselves not looking to your own interests but each of you to the interest of others did you get that common agape love don't do things in the body of Christ out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourselves not looking to your own interest and what he means by that is i want to sit in the best seat i should be on the worship team i should, uh, no that's not that's not how it works because it's a, it's for god's glory it's for christ's sake not looking to to your own interest but each of you to the interest of others now in relations to one another then we're to have that same mindset and even deeper the mindset of christ this is philippians 2 6 jesus being in very nature the exact representation the second member of the trinity the son of God, God, the son who being very nature, God did not consider equality with God, something to be used in his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing taking on the very servant, the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself being obedient to death, even death on a cross. So you have the Son of God who created all things. All things are created by him and for him. You see that in 1 John and in Colossians 1. Yet for the sake of connecting with his created people, Jesus took on the form of a man. He came down to earth. And, he, and he's like, all right, I'm going to go down and I'm going to, I'm going to become a man so I can understand what they feel like. So then when I die, I can, as they, as, as their high priest for eternity, be able to understand what they went through, how they felt, the temptations. He was tempted in all ways, but he did not sin. That is what's the difference between Jesus Christ and us. Okay, we have to go to our sponsors real quick. Then we're going to talk about the mindset of Christ. Then we're going to go to the husband, the wife, and the child in the relationships based off of love in the body of Christ. Again, my name is Eric Thompson. I'll be back in two minutes. Our sponsors, MyPillow.com. Write down the promo code FLS. Frank Lima Sam, FLS. That'll save you up to 66%. I love their stuff. I have a lot of it. MyPillow.com, FLS. And... Freedom Phone, if you have like an Android phone and you want to be private, not tracked by at Google, get the Freedom Phone. If you get one, say 50 bucks using that promo code SAVE. I'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. 
My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you can get my premium MyPillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98. The lowest price ever. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. And again, our promo code is FLS at checkout. Frank Lima, Sam, FLS. That'll save you up to 66% at MyPillow.com. Name one time in history where the people who banned books, media, and opinions were the good guys. Hi, I'm Eric. I'm the world's youngest Bitcoin millionaire. I made it in Silicon Valley, and I've accomplished a lot in my life already. But now, I'm leaving big tech to fight for free speech. Because the big tech overlords are violating your privacy, censoring your speech, and I think that's so wrong. That's why I created the Freedom Phone and its uncensorable app store. Everyone is complaining about big tech censorship, but no one is doing anything about it. They say, build your own phone. So I did. Freedom Phone truly is the best phone in the world. It does everything your current phone does, except censor you and spy on you. With the Freedom Phone, your freedom of speech is our number one priority. That's why we built our own app store that is completely uncensored. If an app you love has been banned from the mainstream app stores, you can still download it on ours because we don't ban apps, period. And we've developed the first operating system based on your free speech. There's no app tracking, no keyboard tracking, and no location tracking because I believe in your security. How do we ensure you're being protected? Say hello to Trust. Trust is our privacy guard. It's designed to warn you whenever an app or a website is tracking you and gives you the option to stop it. Your data, your rules, that's our motto. The Freedom Phone is comparable to the best smartphones on the market. It has an edge-to-edge screen, a super fast processor, and multiple cameras. And your SIM card transfers into the Freedom Phone seamlessly. Big tech companies hold a monopoly on public communication and the dissemination of information. And they are abusing that power. Nobody elected Mark or Jack to be the arbiters of truth in America, yet they still thought it was okay to ban a sitting president from their platforms. If they censor a president, they will censor anyone. Imagine if Mark Zuckerberg censored MLK or Abraham Lincoln. The course of history would have been altered forever. Out of all the constitutional amendments, there's a reason why the Founding Fathers made the right to free speech the very first. I believe you have a voice that deserves to be heard without being censored. Protect yourself from big tech censorship. Let your voice be heard. Live free with the Freedom Phone. And again, the promo code is SAVE. Freedomphone.com, promo code is SAVE. All right, thank you for staying with me. This is Christian Talk, and we're going over relationships tonight. We're going. We we started with God. God is love. His love is wide. It's deep. Where we can't fully understand it, but we do understand that God demonstrated His love in this. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
Now we're talking about the humility that it takes when you go into a marriage relationship or in relationships in general, but especially in a marriage relationship. There has to be humility. Because try to picture this. You have two people. And let's be real clear about this. A man and a woman. It's not that complicated. Because God in the beginning made man and woman. And they together in Genesis 1.27, it said, so God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female created Adam. And what God brings together, no man should separate. One flesh. So when these two sinners that are saved by Christ, through Christ, are then brought together in marriage, then what has, what happens is you have two different personalities that are still has flesh. They both have flesh wanting their way. And that's why we were talking about have the mind of Christ who, for the sake of love and for redeeming the elect so that he would have a bride, the bride of Christ, it says in Philippians 2, if we go back to verse 3, about Christians in general, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interest, this is for, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationships with others, including marriage especially, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ who being the God in nature did not consider equality with him. In other words, he was willing to empty some attributes without, without ceasing to be God. He always, Jesus was and will always be God. But he emptied he emptied some of his attributes so he could come down, taking on the form of a servant, being made like a, in human likeness, and then being found as a man, born in a major, growing up, 12 years old. We see him that he's teaching the religious leaders as he grew in knowledge. And then, but the whole time, he, he came to die and to rise from the dead, and to conquer death, and to be seated at the right hand of the Father as a, as a high priest interceding for us as, and our Lord and Savior. That's why we make much of the cross. So humility, love, humility, and you don't keep wrongs. Okay, over in Ephesians 5, let's deal with the first part, walk in love. It's a little good title for the first verses. Verse 1, as Paul writing to the church in Ephesus, to the Christians, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. 
but sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not be named among you as, as it is proper among the saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking. They're out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. And for sure, make sure of this, that everyone who's sexually immoral or impure or is covetous, covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of God. And it goes on. So we must walk in love, but we also can't tolerate sin in the church, in the body, right? You can't. You can't allow this open, rebellious filthiness in the, in the church. That's why there's church discipline. Now, think of these parallels when we get here to the marriage relationship. So God brings man and woman together. They become one with the intention that no, no one would ever separate them because that would be tearing and would cause a lot of pain and divorce is not God's will. And there's always a circumstance that I know people can come up with, but in general, if both people have been praying, seeking the Lord, and they come together, then there's a peace and there's a humility and there is a servant heart from each member going in. That's not how a lot of people enter marriage, so keep that in mind. With all of that in place, okay, we just spoke about Christians in general to walk in love, to to give up things, to not be self-serving. So 522 wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. That it's, it does not say submit to your husbands because he's special, because he's perfect, because he's exactly what you want every day, wives. But you submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body and is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, the wives should submit in everything to her husbands. Why does that make sense? Because wives, you are called to lay down your life and to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The husband, just like a pastor in a church, or Jesus Christ over his body is responsible to provide, protect, to love, to wash in the word, to be building up and to cherishing you. So out of humility, walking in love, God is asking women to continue to pursue him. And as the, as the husband is pursuing him too, for the sake of unity, and accountability, they, they submit to a man who, in verse 25, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church 
and gave himself up for her. God is love. Jesus Christ is love. Jesus died to save us, and we are in adopted into the family of God. He humbled himself, even though he was God, taking on the form of a servant, being killed, and us walking in the spirit, not trying to gain our own desires all the time and de- demanding demanding people to make right every wrong they've done to us. And then we get to the husband. He has to tell him, love your wives. Love your wife. Like, like Christ loved the church, and he gave himself. He died for her, that he might sanctify her, that the husband might sanctify the wife, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. In other words, men, the only way you can do this is to be in God's word. And then when you are in the word and the Holy Spirit shows you something, you share that, you wash your wife with the word. So again, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for, hus- for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so wives submit in everything to her husbands. But husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. Okay, so let's stop here for a second. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The culture, something called egalitarianism, where they they reject God and they reject God's structure of things. This is why they say, well, yeah, we have a man and a man that's getting married. Well, no, God made man. He made man, but man is consisting of man and woman. Yeah, but, no, that's not how it works. We don't add to Scripture. So listen to this as we go deeper into the man's responsibility here. So women, wives, when you're thinking about how do I how do I pursue Christ and submit to the godly request or leading of my husband? Well, he's told to love you wives and men you are to love your wives. That's unconditional that is completely and to share the word with her and build her up in the word. And then, men, you are to love your wives as your own body. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one has ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. And this is quoting Genesis. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. The two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her her husband. When that happens, it's beautiful. 
It shows the world the relationship with Christ and the church. Out of that produces offspring, children. And we raise them up in the admonition of the Lord. We raise them up as the word tells us, as the Holy Spirit leads us in how and in the mind of love and in just like Paul said, you can't have sin, you can't have disobedience, you can't have ungodliness in your house, just like it can't happen in the church. It says in Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Remember in the Ten Commandments, honor your father and mother. Ephesians 6, 1, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Verse 2, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise. And what's the promise for children? If you obey your parents in the Lord, it would be so that it may turn out well for you and that you may live long on the earth. Your life will be blessed, children, if you submit to the authority God has given the parents as they are accountable for you, children, if you're listening to this. And how how does this work? God does not say, be friends with your children. Make your children like you. Do what the children want. Give them the nicest things so they think you're cool. Don't let your kids ever be mad at you. That's not what it says. Just like the men are responsible for teaching their wife the word of God as they're reading it first and the Holy Spirit's pointing out things to share with their wife to help wash her and to sanctify her. It says, parents, you have to train a child up in the way that he should go. Train. How do you train? If you're working out, you lift weights, you run sprints, whatever the sport is. You go to a driving range if you're a golfer. You bicycle up hills if you're a bicyclist. Proverbs 22.6, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he grows old, he will not abandon it. There is relationships for you in the body of Christ. When it comes to people outside the body of Christ, that's the difficulty, right? And we're going to end with this. As, as we go through topics, if we're going through politics in the future, if we're going through social issues, if we're going through economics, keep in mind and we cover, I covered it yesterday, that the world is marching to the beat of the evil one because this is his world until Christ reclaims it in Revelation 19. So we're living among people who God's not calling, who do the will of their father, the devil, and live carnal lives. And everything I just told you in America 2021, they would spit out, all of it. So because they first hated the prophets and they killed Christ, Jesus said they're not going to 
like you. They hated me, and they're going to hate you. As we are aliens passing through a foreign land controlled by satanic activity. So when you when you deal with the world, we still want to have the mind of Christ. We still want to be humble. We still want to be long-suffering. We still want to be Christ, a light to the world, but don't trust, put your trust in the unbeliever. Don't get unequally yoked with unbelievers. Don't get in relationships, business agreements, anything that you can privately, corporate, that's a different thing, but in your private life, you don't want to get in relationships where you have someone who does not fear God, who will have those same calls of humility, because if you have a secular person who's working off their flesh, it's going to cause a lot of problems down the road, especially the deeper the relationship goes. We're supposed to expect our families and other people that are not Christians to not appreciate our faith because the Bible says that the cross is foolishness to people who are perishing. But we are to have empathy. We are to, we are to like Paul said, we, we kind of owe loving the unlovable at times because we have salvation and they don't. And we have the gift of eternal life and they don't. And there's nothing they can do in this world to equate to what we have. And if they die in their sins, then they will spend eternity separated from love. So there is my take on relationships. Humility. You don't keep a record of wrongs. You're always looking out for other people. And I know we're all going to mess it up at times. But in the end, that's all we can do, right? That's all we can do in the name of Christ. So husbands, love your wives. Die. Wash her in the word. Wives, submit to your husband as you're doing it to Jesus. Say, Lord, help my husband to be what he's supposed to be if he's not. Kids, Obey your parents and it'll go well with you and love the world for Jesus' sake. So I'll talk to you guys later. Take care.